0: Big week for the San Francisco 49ers returning from their week nine bye, getting ready for the Jaguars in week 10 Debo Samuel bracket practice Trent Williams not and we've got an insider scouting report on why the commanders were willing to trade chase young to the 49ers for a third round pick all that and more coming up on today's locked on 49ers
1: you are locked on 49ers your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at 80 Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning Five dollar money line bet. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. All right. I uh, can't wait to get to the conversation I had with David Harrison. He's the host of Locked On Commanders, giving me some really good insight on the player the 49ers are getting in Chase Young, uh, why he was even available to the 49ers and and uh maybe the expectations for what Chase Young could be for the 49ers the rest of the year. Uh, But first, Croc, some news with 49ers getting back to practice after the bye week. And the best of the news is that not only is Chase Young on the field practicing for the 49ers, wearing number 92, uh, Debo Samuel, number 19, is back on the practice field as well. So that's fantastic. No Trent Williams, but getting Debo back is, is super important for the offense. And we'll see what 92 now Chase Young can do for the San Francisco 49ers defense.
2: I think yesterday you mentioned how last season when they didn't have Debo, they still were putting up 30 points this year. It felt like they've just needed him more. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting Debo Samuel back and just start to see this offense look more like what it looked like throughout the first five weeks.
0: Yeah. Reset and two very potentially impactful pieces for the 49ers in week 10 that weren't there for him in, in the, the previous three games that they lost. So uh, that's super important. And, uh, Chase Young wearing number 92, looking the part. Looks like a first round pick,
2: right? Just from those videos. It looks massive and lean, quick, powerful, strong. Like all the things that you want to see out of a guy that's going to play opposite Nick Bosa. I think the big question is, and I heard you ask this when you were on with David, just is, you know, could the 49ers potentially re sign him or at least put him in position to try to bring him back? But. Just watching those practice clips, obviously the 49ers traded for him last week at the deadline. We were excited then. I say even more excited when you just see them in that red and gold. You see them on that practice field, you see him warming up next to Nick Bosa. I'm like, okay, let's go. I I, I can't be more excited for this game against Jacksonville.
0: All right. uh, With that said, and yeah, I came away with my conversation with David Harrison of Locked On Commanders being more excited than I already was to see what Chase Young looks like with the San Francisco 49ers. So let's get to that conversation next. Excited to be joined by David Harrison of Locked On Commanders today. We're getting a little impromptu crossover segment here on Locked On 49ers, Locked On Commanders. Brian Peacock of Locked On 49ers with David Harrison of Locked On Commanders. And uh, we didn't get to do this last week, but with the 49ers by, it's still very timely. And just found out Chase Young's going to be wearing jersey number 92. So uh, appreciate you jumping on with me today, David Harrison, to talk about Chase Young and what he meant to the Commanders, how he ended up a San Francisco 49er. Just big picture really quick, David, from the Commander's perspective. Obviously, new ownership, a lot could potentially be changing, I was kind of shocked seeing Sweat and Young get traded. Was it the same mm-hmm. for for you folks around the Commanders? Because uh, it, it sounds like something that could be a long term rebuild happening in Washington.
1: Yeah, I think I think most people around here uh, we expected one of the guys to probably be, be traded. You know, a, as the conversations and the rumors you know continue to build. I mean, talking to the two guys in the locker rooms, you know, leading up to the Philadelphia game, and then especially after the Philadelphia game, I mean, Chase. Uh, I think Chase was a little bit more kind of in control of his emotions. You know, he, he sees he's been through some things here in D.C., so he's kind of used to having to answer tough questions and a little bit of dramatics behind uh, what we're talking to him about. But, you know, Montez, you can see that he was, you know, he was emotional. You know what I mean? Uh, following the loss of the Eagles, he was the last player off the field. Uh, and that's never, you know, that's never something that you, you see in Montez. Um, and then just talking to him after the game, you know, it, it was he was still answering the questions as a, as a what if. But there, were, there was more of a when it happens tone uh, to things. I think most people expected Montez Sweat to be the one traded. Uh, to be quite honest with you, because he was going to fetch more uh, in compensation, so you would still have one defensive end in Chase Young, who you know obviously has the really high ceiling and the athletic, you know, tools to be to be a great pass rusher in the league but then you would also get the better draft compensation by moving Montez sweat. And essentially the decision that everyone was dreading in the offseason of which one do you sign, which one do you not sign? Because the assumption is that you're not going to be able to pay both of those guys, you know, around or, or north of $20 million that they're going to want um, would basically be made for you. And either chase young would get re-signed, franchise tagged, or, you know, worst case scenario, he would, he would not pan out and they would let him walk in and wait for a compensatory pick in 2025. But the team, Decided to move uh, both of them, you know, and 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 there's there's some 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 reasons that you might think that they did move both of them and some reasons why people might disagree with with moving both of them. But at the end of the day, uh, both men are, are moving on. And, yeah, the Washington commanders are, are shifting the way that they're building their roster. I don't think it's a full rebuild. I think I would call it more of a of a, of a refocusing. I, I would I would think of, of how they're going to dedicate their resources moving forward.
0: Okay. Went with a different re uh, I thought you were gonna say retools refocusing. I like that. That's you should be on the PR team for, for Washington yeah. fans are like, what the hell are you guys doing right now? Trading these players. Um, so, and Montez sweat has recent as uh, you know, since then resigned with the, uh, with the, uh, with the Chicago bears and, and nice contract for Montez sweat and Montez sweats, a good player. Um, you know, the ceiling might not be as high as someone like chase young, as you mentioned. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's been, a good pass rusher, really good against the run, sort of a complete player. My question would be, how is Montez Sweat so much more valuable to the commanders or other teams obviously around the league to have a a high second round pick valuation or a very late comp pick third round valuation in trade for a guy who not that long ago was the number two pick in the NFL draft. So how how is that value so different between those two players and what went wrong with Chase Young that he's not worth more than a late third round pick for another team in the fourth year of his rookie contract?
1: Yeah, you know, I think I think number one uh, consistency is going to be the reason behind that. You know, uh, obviously health is, is a concern. Chase, uh, when he when he when he when he injured his knee uh, in 2021 and ended up taking him more than a year, uh, to come back and, and, and lost in the mix of that. A lot of those conversations is the fact that he actually had two knee surgeries, um, when they when they repaired the injured knee, you know, they hear, they heard against the Buccaneers. There was also damage in the other knee that they went ahead and, uh, and they did some grafting and they did some repairing and and did a whole bunch of stuff. So he wasn't just rehabbing one knee surgery. He was rehabbing, two. And I mean, when you think about it, when you're when you're rehabbing two knee surgeries, there is a longer period of time where you're doing nothing because you don't have a strong leg to lean on to start rehabbing the injured leg. You now have two injured legs. There's there's no you know, there's no third leg uh to to use to 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 be able to rehab those two injuries so i think that contributed to it you know there were obviously reports of of setbacks and stuff while he was training with von miller that nobody here was ever able to corroborate so it still lives in the land of rumor um but at the end of the day you know he came back for a little bit at the end of 2022 but really coming into the season chase looked the, the physically he looked better than i've ever seen him uh in the national football league and that was really exciting and he seemed like his spirits were up but you know, regardless of that ceiling and, and all that stuff, Montez Sweat—he's he's had a few you know dings and, and dents here and there. He missed some time with COVID. He had he had a family loss, unfortunately, that cost him some time uh, a couple years ago. But for the most part, he's been the much more available player. And and Brian, you know, as, as well as anybody, that you know you have the greatest talent in the world on your roster. But if they're not on the field, it doesn't really do you a, a whole lot of good. So I think that's that's honestly, I think that's reason number one. Why they were able to get more for Montez? Because when you when you look at him, you're the Chicago Bears. You kind of know what you're getting. Now at the same time, you also know what you're getting. Like you said, I think Tez is kind of more so more than less, more more so than, than not. I think he's kind of reached his ceiling. I think we we kind of just know who Montez what is is going to be, and that's not bad. But with Chase Young, you still see the potential for for growth there. And and you know if San Francisco can tap into what remaining growth he has this season. You know, I don't know what their plans are long-term. That's something I'm ch- interested to hear from, from you. But if, if even just for this season, if they can tap into more of that potential than, than Washington was able to, then they've got themselves uh, a pretty good pass rusher.
0: Today's episode of locked out 49ers is brought to you by prize picks daily fantasy made easy. It's a very special time of the year right now in the sporting world, because the NBA is going, the NHL is going and prize picks has something very special for everybody out there that wants to have the most fun you've had and win 25 times your money potentially at Prize Picks this football season because basketball season is here, and now you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, Steph Curry plus George Kittle, uh, a combo of 10.5 of three points made plus receptions. Uh, You can have a ton of fun there. You can play along with some famous celebrities as well that are playing on the prize picks platform, like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. So all you got to do is you go to prize picks, you pick two or more players and pick their uh, more or less on their projected stats at prize picks and potentially turn say $10 into $250. And for our Listeners, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL or download the app and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL, promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. You, you said something there, which was interesting, because you're talking about his injuries, and I didn't even know about the second knee injury. So that's that's fascinating and could obviously and is the big reason why it took him a little bit longer to come back. But you said physically he looked the best he'd been in the National Football League. So do you think he's back physically? Because that was something I was worried about. I was like, okay, former number two overall pick, but if the injury was so devastating that he's not that guy anymore, then that should probably alter some of the expectations the 49ers and 49ers fans have about what Chase Young could be the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, you know, physically, I think he's great. I, I think he's fine physically, you know, and 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 I was really excited for him. I'm, I'm still excited for him. I don't want to say I, I was like I'm not anymore. Like I'm still excited for him uh, to to be in the in the physical condition that he is, and I think that's that's really important for him. Um, I think the reason though that you end up seeing him, you know, moved on from Washington, like I said, one one it's it's the reallocation of 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 of, uh, of money and and draft picks. You know yeah. what I mean. They have four first round picks on the defensive line alone, six first round picks in their defense, and let's be all be honest, their defense is not playing like a defense with six first round picks. And so now you have you face the prospect of dumping, I say like dumping, but but investing you know 30 to 40 million more dollars in trying to keep these two uh, in the off season. And, and granted, you got north of 80 million dollars in cap space to work with, but do you want to spend half of that on two guys on the defensive line? That's one of the worst defenses in the NFL. That doesn't make a lot of business sense. And Josh Harris, the new owner of the commanders, he's a businessman first and foremost. So I think that's really the biggest the biggest push to, to get this done. And then also you get that third round. It's a compensatory pick right from the 49ers. So you get a third round pick back, uh, but you don't get a 2025 third round compensatory pick. You get a 2024 compensatory pick. And let's be honest, that compensatory pick they're getting is ahead of any compensatory pick they would have even gotten in 2025 You know numerically. Um, so, so that's, that, I think that's the biggest reason. And then of course there's the reports, uh, you know, and I hate this part of our, our journalistic, uh, community, but when guys leave there tend to be reports here and there that come out that for whatever reason, didn't come out beforehand of, of maybe chase wasn't, you know, clicking with the coaching staff, maybe wasn't clicking within Jack Del Rio's defensive scheme, doing a little bit of freelancing. And I'm not going to say that none of that is true. Um, but I don't think that's the biggest reason that this move was made. Um, and I think that, you know, chase young, Having the opportunity to go to another team that's a contender. I mean, playing for contenders always kind of makes guys toe the line a little bit, a little bit easier. You know, when you, like that's why so many people yeah. go to Bill Belichick and then have a like, lesser attitude issue that maybe they had elsewhere. Because I might get a Lombardi, um, but also playing with this guy Nick Bosa. You know, like Nick is 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 a leader on that team, and and he knows Chase. He knows how to talk to Chase. He knows how to work with Chase. So if Chase, for whatever reason, does try to go outside the script, Nick is going to know how to say, "Hey, buddy, like." You, you need to you need to, you know, follow the rules of my house because this is where you are
0: now. Yeah. Expectations uh, are different with the 49ers. Um, and, you know, it was already a really good defensive line. So it's not like he's going to get less attention with the 49ers defensive line because the, there was already so talented where he was. But Nick Bosa stayed back in Santa Clara with Chase Young to try to get him ready after the buy to, to jump in. And I'm sure he could play a full complement of snaps if the coaching staff wants him to in week 10 after that buy after being uh, traded to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, it's really interesting what you said there because yeah, the the reports from Mike Silver of the Chronicle locally, and you said they came they came from Washington commanders coaches. So I don't know if it's sour grapes. It, it's hard to lean too much into that with anonymous quotes, but it said it came from Washington's coaching staff. I and mean, when you look at, you know, high picks that are busts and I, you know, I, I'm sure there's some people that called chase young certain things uh, uh, about whether he was a bust or disappointing or whatever. It's, it's generally you should be worth more than a late third round pick if you're a defensive end drafted number two overall, you know, during your rookie contract. So, you know, somewhat disappointing how his career went. And if you look at historically busts in the NFL, it's, you know, injuries or motivation, you know? So uh, it was like, okay, maybe that's the part of it then, you know, effort and motivation, just from an effort standpoint, like just watching the film, watching him play. uh, has, Has that been something you noticed where it's like, oh, he's, he's not really even trying to, you know, hold up against the run. He's not a, he doesn't have that dog in him. Right. Is that something you noticed?
1: Yeah, you know, the, the criticism, talking about the Mike Silver report, the criticism of Chase Young, you know, for in those specific aspects, like that's, it's not really new. It's just being presented in a new way because of all the, the trades that, that have happened and everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you go back to 2021, I want to I say, I think it was like early 2021, maybe even late 2020, Jack Del Rio was making comments publicly about certain members of the defense playing off script, freelancing, trying to be the hero instead of just doing their job. And, you know, he never said, I'm talking about Chase Young, but a lot of connections were made. To chase young and and that's where you hope that he takes that next step with the san francisco 49ers and i truly believe he's going to take that next step with the 49ers and then whether or not he stays there in 2024 or moves on you know i think that's going to help him moving forward in his career uh because when you turn on the tape there are times you know i've always kind of said chase young picks and chooses uh when he wants to be full chase and when he wants to be half chase you know and and there are there are situations where you turn on the all 22 and And you see him, he gets, if he gets stopped on his first move, he doesn't really go to a second move, doesn't keep the legs turning. He kind of stops. And, and, you know, if if you just see it once or twice, you kind of look at it like, oh, well, he's just turning himself into like a spy. So he could knock the pass down or maybe chase the quarterback. And, you know, sure. Uh, but the amount of times that you see it on tape, uh, that's not what it is, and and that's not the the scheme. And you know, when you see guys like James Smith, Williams, Casey Two Hill come in, they're not executing the same thing. Montez Sweat on the opposite side isn't doing the same thing. So when you have one defensive end out of a group of five, six, seven on tape that are that is doing the the anomaly, typically means that that guy is the anomaly, not the scheme uh, being the anomaly. But again, you know that bust label. I mean, it's going to be there. You know, he didn't make it to to the end of his rookie year. So that's something that he's going to have to own. And, and what I hope is that both sides, the organization realizes there's, there are some systemic failures in their part because this isn't a player that Ron Rivera's regime inherited. This was their first first round pick. You know what I mean? Um, so I hope the organization acknowledges the mistakes that they made in this process, but also uh, not Montez. Chase comes out of it and, and accepts and owns his part of why this didn't work out uh, in Washington as well, because that's the, the way he's going to become a better player In San Francisco, because we all expect him to ball out in in San Francisco and for the conversation to then turn into, oh, man, look how terrible the commander's coaches are, because this is a real Chase Young that we're now seeing. But I think a combination of having that embarrassment to carry of being traded before the end of your first rookie deal or your rookie deal, um, the injury, the the, the chip on your shoulder of being counted out. uh, And then, of course, being on a contender, I think those three things alone. Uh, should be a catalyst for us to see a better version of Chase Young and you know while commanders fans are going to be frustrated for it just because of the guy i'm super
0: excited to see if if that's true yeah I, i'm i'm excited i'm even more excited to to watch number 92 play for the 49ers now after talking with you david than than before because you know if he's still that prospect and that's still in there and um motivation is huge and at the same time like how many times have you ever heard about a guy who could go crazy for 4 months and earn 50 hundred extra million dollars, you know, compared to what he might get, you know, it's pretty amazing yeah. the situation he's in. And I don't know if he's in the long-term plans for the 49ers. Probably remains to be seen, but you mentioned the compensation. I think it just made sense for the 49ers too to say, okay, look, if it's gonna we have extra picks, we have extra comp picks we can send a comp pick and maybe he walks and you know that 2025 comp pick you talked about we get one later anyway i mean that's well worth it for a team that's trying to compete right now so i guess that's how they landed on the compensation and uh i would have thought chase young would have gotten more and i'm also still shocked that washington traded both of those guys and i thought man this must be buyer beware if they're willing to move on from from chase young and, and don't want to see this out and maybe sign him again but talking to you uh knowing that the uh the athleticism and explosion is still there i mean that's exciting that's got to be super exciting for for 40 49ers fans man so uh, i can't wait till i see chase young on the field see what he can be for the san francisco 49ers and david always a pleasure chatting with you appreciate you jumping on and giving some insight to our listeners about the newest san francisco 49er and chase young yes sir Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So, for example, 49ers, 6-1 to one odds to win the Super Bowl. Uh, might be the best odds you get for the 49ers after a three-game losing streak before they're about to go on a big winning streak here with some big games up on the schedule. Uh, 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Uh, How about you can bet on uh, any one of the 49ers games throughout the season, spreads, player props, over-unders, not just NFL football either, college football, NBA basketball, NHL, motorsports, combat sports, snooker, you name it, you can find it at FanDuel. Again, that's $150 if your team wins that money line bet to new customers at FanDuel. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on or download the app, get this football season in gear in the second half of the year fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official partner of the nfl all right so after listening to david harrison crock talk about chase young and uh what he could be for the san francisco 49ers uh, the best thing i heard is that physically he looks like the number two overall pick still and look we saw a couple of uh you know shots of him and and videos of him doing, you know, working with bags at practice. But this is a dude physically. So if, you know, and maybe he needs Nick Bosa to be his mentor and his big brother, because one of the things that David talked about, and, you know, we talked a little bit more about it off the air uh, about, uh, about Chase Young. Uh, and, and something I didn't even realize about Chase Young is that he's from the Washington area. So I think it might be really good for me. The the expectations that you have as a number two overall pick, you're the savior of the franchise. Then you have that ACL injury, which was, you know, much worse. And and it was two knees instead of one knee that I didn't realize either. And then you're at home and you've got to be that star guy that you always were in your hometown. And, you know, and you still have all your, Uh, all your boys and everyone's around, I think it might be good for him to go away again and become the player he was at Ohio State with one of his ex-Ohio State teammates and someone that can be his big brother, someone that there's no better mentor as far as, okay, you want to have a work ethic, you want to know what it's like to work like a pro and someone who knows this scheme already and has played at the highest level and become a defensive player of the year with Nick Bosa, uh, I think that's a fantastic fit. So I'm super excited to know that physically he looks like that number number two overall pick still.
2: You know, I think that's a great point that you brought up about him, where he's from and kind of, you know, living up to either the hype or just your, the responsibilities that you have that are put on you when you are playing close to home. And you know, I've had the opportunity to be close to home and also play away. Uh, there's a big difference in your focus when you are away. Right. When I was playing in the other states, whether it was in college and I was in Arkansas, whether it was my rookie in Arena League in San Antonio, whether it was, I was in uh, Portland or even on the East Coast in New Jersey with the New York Jets. I always was able to focus on football and everything that I had to do to be ready. When I played at home with the San Jose Sabercats in Arena Football League, people were visiting during the week, you know, because, you know, San Jose was our drive from Stockton. Right. So I'd have people come and visit me during the week. Maybe they'd have me up later than I would be if they weren't there. Uh, Tickets. I mean, I would have 50 family members at my games. And I would have to try to figure out, like, okay, how do I get the you know, tickets, get the person on the phone, I would talk to them, they'd set it up, all right, your family can sit in this section. But I was responsible for more things, and all those things took away from my focus. Now, we did have a great year, we won the Arena Bowl Championship, but I do just remember dealing with a lot more as opposed to when I was away and somewhere else. So, I think him being in Santa Clara being in, in San Jose in that area and being able to just focus on being the best player he is without the outside distractions and being able to get go under the wing of Nick Bosa. Hopefully he's living with Nick Bosa right now because you come middle of the year, you don't want to get a place. You don't want to get a house. You don't want to get an apartment, like put your name on the lease. Like, Hey, can I just stay with you? Nick Bosa Rent out this room for until it's time for me to go. Uh, I think that would really help him in that transition. And it was great to hear that he, you know, Nick Bosa stayed behind. to help him uh, get up to speed with what the 49ers are doing during the bye week. So that was awesome to hear as well.
0: It's, it's really difficult because when you start putting things together and you hear about, and clearly there was something there with, with the team and the coaching staff and someone as talented as Chase Young shouldn't be available for a late third round pick. Right. And for the team to, to, for a team to want a, you know, a comp level, third round pick for a player rather than the opportunity to see out the rest of his rookie contract that they drafted number two overall and potentially re-sign him long-term after they already traded the other starting defensive end on the roster. that was a former first round pick uh, for nobody else in the NFL to have offered more than a late third round pick for chase young. There's a reason for that. And I don't know if it's motivation. I don't know what it has been for him to not, and clearly there's been, you know, I start watching some more tape of them. And uh, you, you heard, by the way, Mike Silver was with uh, Mike Silver, you know, longtime Bay Area ties. Jack Del Rio, longtime Bay Area ties last season or not last season was it last season sometime between between when Mike Silver was with the San Francisco Chronicle and after he was at um, NFL Network, he was in Washington. There's a non-zero percent chance that Mike Silver's direct, uh, you know, source is Jack Del Rio, defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. And, you yeah. know, and for some reason it just didn't work, you know, much like with, with Trey Lance, for Trey Lance to be drafted number three overall and be traded for a fourth round pick. And nobody's trying to offer more than that. And the fact that as talented as Chase Young is, and he's even he's shown more on tape that in the NFL than, than Trey Lance did, he's only available for a late third round pick and nobody else was knocking down their door to give him an earlier third or a second round pick like like Montez Sweat got like Montez Sweat might be the 33rd pick in the draft that they gave up and we're talking about the 100th pick in the draft 70 picks difference in trade value between those two guys you know so something's there something that that a lot of people in the league didn't like and the Niners wanted to bring in Chase Young more than anybody um that's fascinating i think
2: part of it could be the contract now again i know for sweat and maybe there was just a little bit more consistency because it was a contract thing for him as well. But I think for you know for Chase Young, I, I think that probably had a big hand in it. Like how many teams are going to one? You have to have some of the cap space needed to bring them in right now. Whatever those ramifications are. Yeah. And then also you have to really kind of be trending upward. Typically, you would see that. I think the the Sweat trade to Chicago was a head-scratcher for a lot of people. people like, what the heck are they doing? Yeah, I understand you're getting a terrific player. This is the same team that traded, was it Chase Claypool? They gave him a second for Chase Claypool?
0: Yeah, and the Dolphins got their first-round pick taken away, so Chase Pool ended up being 32. That's the last pick in the first round. That's what they ended up giving up for Chase Claypool. And he didn't give him anything. And that they did the exact same trade for Montez Sweat, but they re-upped him. And I think you, you nailed it, Croc. It's the contract. So... Montez sweat has shown enough and shown the consistency that another team like the bears was willing to say, I want to trade for him because I know I already want to sign him. I'm not willing to say that about chase young. So the only thing that a team was willing to give up in this case, the 49ers was, well, we're going to get that back a year later in a comp pick probably if we don't want to re-sign him. And nobody was willing to say, I like chase young right now. From what I've seen of him in the NFL, I like him more than that. All right. So I think that's a big part of it. Yeah.
2: Being able to grab them though and still have your first round pick and second round pick, something that helped your team get better right now. To to what extent? We'll find out, right? Does it help the back end? I hope so. But just to be able to get a guy to see, right, that has that much talent and see if he can turn it around and maybe you can figure out something long term, I think that would be great for the 49ers organization. Like if he just finished, and again, you'd have to pay him, but let's say 12 sacks. That's not like you're not going to have to pay somebody Nick Bosa money but it'd be a, a good contract, right? You're be still point. better yeah. long-term for that. And you have your bookends for the next however many years, you know, four or five years, yeah. like you have your legit bookends.
0: That's where it gets tough because then, you, oh, do you franchise tag him if he plays that good? Uh, do you immediately start changing your other plans with other guys? Because if if, if Chase Young is playing like that, uh, do you start changing plans that you had for, and I know Eric Armstead's contracts convoluted because he restructured. And so, um, I, you know, Charverius Ward is in a place with his contract. I don't think the 49ers would, would get out of it, but you start looking at your big contracts on the team and you start making different plans. Does it change your plans for Ayuk if Chase Young all of a sudden does something crazy in the last half of this season for you, right? Because, you know, in a lot of ways, you start looking at what's important for a football team. If that dude that Chase Young could be at defensive end, that, that starts to take precedence over some other positions and some other players potentially for you. So that's, that, that is an opportunity, although with what was given up, I think the plan clearly from John Lynch and everybody in the front office was, look, we will probably get a comp pick back. So this is a rental until further notice.
2: Yeah. He gets those 12 double-digit sacks. Bye bye, Ayuk, <laughs> and I love Ayuk, but that that is something that like I could see that happening, right? Like I think it's easier, and again, Ayuk is terrific. I think he's the best, like just pure receiver on the 49ers. I still think it's a little easier to find that than a double digit sack guy to go along with Nick Bosa. And,
0: so if and I have to choose
2: between the two, out. I would use a first round pick on a, a receiver, even though Kyle doesn't really care for rookie receivers as we see you know but i use a first round pick on a receiver as opposed to thinking i can find a chase young at the end of the first round
0: which is what the bears just said they're like look we we there's a better chance that that montez sweats better than what we were going to get at the end with that pick in the high second round anyway so and they're willing to not only give up the pick but also pay him for the right to do so so that, 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 that's pretty telling for what the, the the bears think although they thought the exact same thing about wide receiver last year and that was right. not, not smart um
2: hey now if chase young doesn't work then art he walks and like you said potentially get a comp pick yeah. and four 9 just do it moving and you keep Brandon. Now you give it out. a shot you're <laughs> trying to win a, a super bowl right that's important yeah. um so w-
0: specifically with montez sweat you heard david talk a lot about scouting report what kind of player he is in Um, just watching him play and, you know, whether it's trying to play hero ball, trying to live up to all the expectations of the, the local kid gone good. And, and, you know, the number two overall pick in the draft and trying to go be a star and and maybe play off script too much, you know, whatever it is within the scheme. Um, I think with mentorship potentially from Bosa, you know, change of scenery, maybe a little uh, chip on your shoulder, by the way, Washington commanders week 17, at their place, you think Chase Young's going to get up for that game? Uh, I think so. That that'll be a fun one. Um, and then when you uh, when, when you consider how he's winning, I think technique-wise, things that he could learn from Nick Bosa will be hugely important because we see time and time again in the NFL most of Chase Young's sacks are just clean wins, right? That that's not how most sacks are gained in the NFL. Like that's important if you can do that, and he's shown that he can do that, and if you still that physically explosive guy. That's awesome. You start adding like a little extra, you know, uh, technique with your hands. Um, You know, maybe just, uh, okay, keep, keep rushing, you know, little extra motor to say, look, we're going to, we're going to do this as a team. And so I'm going to push him toward you. You're going to push him toward me. Now everybody's sacks are going up. So that's what excites me about, about chase young is that it's still in there. And even though we haven't seen it yet, like that talent is there. And it's not going to be, I don't think it's that far fetched to look at how he's done in the NFL and think, man, this, this could be just insane because that, that ceiling has not been touched yet. And if it's, if he comes close to that with this 49ers defensive line with Bosa on the other side, look out. I mean, that, that will be special. That'd be so fun to watch. I can't wait.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. We'll see what Chase Young ends up looking like for the San Francisco 49ers. Appreciate David Harrison joining us and giving us that insight. Of course, Croc and I will be back. we got a winky Wednesday tomorrow, turning the page to Week 10. Start looking a lot at those Jacksonville Jaguars as well. Appreciate everybody making us your first listen. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Croc and I back tomorrow right here, Locked on 49ers.